Welcome to Had a Magical Day, the podcast about Disney parks that's like taking a vacation in the middle of your day. Welcome to another episode of Had a Magical Day. We're your hosts. I am Scott. Hello, and I am Andrea. Hello, Andrea. And today we're going to be talking about a family trip that Andrea took to Disneyland Paris. And uh, this is great for people listening to the show. So, you know, the original idea for this show was to to basically have people talking about vacations that they went on. And then the people listening would be vicariously living through them or maybe reliving their own trips as they're hearing about these other trips. Or maybe you're planning for a future trip and you're going to learn from listening to what people have to say. Uh, So this is perfect for that. And so we kind of keep it light. It's not a hardcore Disney show compared to other shows, but we do have a few interesting facts here and there that you can learn from and benefit. So without further ado, let's, I'll be, you know, interviewing Andrea about her trip. So Andrea, let's start off by just simply telling us a little bit about why you decided to go to Disneyland Paris. Was it, you know, were you specifically going for the park or were you deciding to go to to Paris or somewhere else in Europe and you just decided to add that to the agenda? Oh, sure. So, you know, um, one of my favorite things to do is to like look for really cheap airfare. Like I got the Google alert, mistake fair. Oh, there it is. Let's go see what this is all about. So about, gosh, this was maybe four years ago. I got an alert that there was like seriously discounted tickets to Europe. Some airline had screwed up. And so I was like, oh, all right. And I was able to find tickets to Paris from Boston Christmas week for like 200 bucks. Wow. Yeah. So without conferring with anybody, I just booked like, okay, December 22nd, we're leaving. We're coming back um, December 31st and we're all going to Paris for Christmas and, you know, hit the buy button, call my husband. I'm like, guess what? And he's like, fabulous. Let's do it. So we're all excited. We're going to have like a, uh, I can't say it, Joel Joel Noel. I'm terrible. As far as I know, the limit of my French. Yes. (laughs) Merry Christmas in um, Paris. This is awesome. And so, you know, and we're a planners. So I'm like, you know, I booked this like nine months ahead of time so as soon as I saw the flight. And, you know, I'm doing my little itinerary. I'm like, okay, we'll go to the Louvre this day. We're going to go um, out for a fancy meal this day. We all planned out. And I'm like, oh, wait, on the 25th of December, everything is closed bummer what culturally exciting thing can we do in paris on december 25th and not much and so that was a perfect excuse to go to disneyland because it was like you know we had a, our, my daughter just turned 10 mm-hmm. and i love disney but you know you're you're in the city of light you really should be taking that in <laughs> However, if everything's shut down and, you know, one of the most magical places on earth just happens to be open, that makes that decision pretty easy. So that was kind of how we wound up on, um, how we wound up there on Christmas Day. Excellent. So um, for people who haven't been, but maybe they're familiar a little bit with Paris, like how far from Paris is the park? Um, it was a train ride, I want to say like maybe 40 minutes and it was great. We were like staying, you know, right in the heart of Paris. We rented a little apartment for the week and, you know, maybe two connections hopped on the train 40 minutes later, you are there. So it was very easy. Um, and 
you know, we, we're the kind of folks who get there early, we shut it down. There's no trouble with transportation, even on Christmas. You know, mm -hmm. I don't probably waited more than 15 minutes for a train to take us where we were going. So it was super, super easy day trip. Excellent. Um, so when you were there, you were just there for, for Disney uh, for, when you went uh, the 20 miles to this park, because yeah. there are other things around there. I'm not sure. I think it's not too far from Versailles. Maybe. I don't know if you did that, but you were just mainly going for Disneyland. Yeah, yeah we did Versailles a different day, mm -hmm. but this was, you know, like I said, it was, you know, I really, I wanted my daughter to see Europe and understand Europe a little bit, it, but this was kind of a nice add on and we weren't really sacrificing seeing, you know, one of the great cultural right. ones the world you know we didn't have to give up the eiffel tower for it so it was it was it was very lucky and very kind of you know easy decision to make so you get to the park now were there there's two parks there i believe or is there um you know i should look at this i believe there was only one i don't oh, know when you went okay yeah i think yeah. in 2002 they added like a hollywood studios but i think they just call it the disney studios or something Okay. There. Yeah. yeah. No, we were there. Yeah. No, we were just there a couple of years ago. And so if there were two, we just went to like kind of the main Disney. Okay. Disney place. So how was that? Like you, you get there. So it's Christmas. Is it done up for, for Christmas or? Okay. Yeah. I mean, not as extreme as Orlando, but mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's Christmas stuff. Uh, nothing's as extreme as Orlando. <laughs> and, um, yeah. We get there and Paris and at Christmas, you know, it wasn't super freezing. It wasn't warm. It was probably like, upper 30s low 40s kind of hat and jacket weather um and i remember it wasn't super crowded i there was folks there and you know most people on holiday like us like i remember there was some folks from britain in front of us and i mentioned on another episode we met a couple um from qatar so a lot of i don't think there was a lot of like french people going there you know they're probably spending the day with their families i think there's people mm. maybe holiday yeah actually. more tourists okay. yeah exactly yeah it's funny you mentioned the weather because i read that when they picked that initially when they're going to do a euro disney which is what they called it initially uh disney wanted more of a warmer climate so they're kind of looking at the mediterranean i think the finalists came down a uh, place in spain versus where they ended up and they chose the paris location just because of the the large number of people in close proximity to yeah, the, yeah. the park because yeah. you figure you can, you know, if you're coming over from London, you can get there. It's a couple hours, so mm. you know, get a trip or whatever. Germany, it does kind of make sense that it's a very central location. Yep. Now, when they do these parks, when they start to do the, the international parks, they try to make it very Disney-esque, but they also try to blend in a little bit of the local flavor. And this is particularly true, like the castles are all very kind of distinctive yep. to the park. So what can you tell us a little bit about that experience when you walk in, you see Main Street, which I think is still relatively the same, similar to other Main Streets, but the castle itself, what's different about the castle? So, I mean, you're clearly looking at a Disney castle. It's, you know, I really don't recall it kind of striking me as like, oh, that's a Parisian European castle. Because I think, you know, the one in Orlando looks like Neuschweinstein. And so, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, Disney Castle, this is cool. Um, I don't feel, it, it felt a little bit different than, you know, maybe an Orlando park um, in that it may be a little bit more sedate, I guess, mm -hmm. than 
things didn't feel super over the top. Like clearly you're in an amusement park, but it just felt a little bit maybe more mellow. Maybe it just hasn't been updated as much as, as the American ones. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, did you did you go to the, the basement of the castle? I've heard there's something pretty special in the basement of the castle. No, I didn't know. What is in the basement of the castle? Oh, so there's a dragon, apparently, okay. in the basement of the castle. And at the time the park opened, it was the largest audio animatronic character in the world. Huh. But it has now been succeeded by some King Kong animatronic uh, somewhere in Asia, I believe. I, you know, I missed that. And honestly, like, I probably should have read up a little bit more on what to experience there, but I figured like, okay, I've been to Disney. I kind of know what to expect. Um, I will say, I, I do remember like the tremendous like stained glass within the castle that was really something. And mm -hmm. I don't know if it was kind of homage to European stuff or what, but it was really beautiful. Yes, apparently I was reading about this. They, they did it using the actual same techniques they used in medieval times for stained glass. Right. And yeah, it's supposed to be spectacular. Yeah. yeah, no, it was really, it was really beautiful. And, um, you know, we've um, seen a lot of stained glass, but this, this was fun to see it in an amusement park setting like that. I have a question related to that, which I found yeah. online. I don't know if you, you knew this or looked at it, but apparently um, one of the many stained glass windows there changes appearances by itself. Sometimes it shows a rosebud and other times it looks like two entwined doves. Did I did not know that. I didn't catch that. that. I just walked by and I thought that looks cool. See, this is this is learn from my mistakes, folks. Read up on the Disney <laughs> trivia before you go to a new park. Because I'm like, oh, I missed the dragon. I missed the weird stained glass. What am I doing with my life? I don't even know. But this is this is good for me to know. Yeah. Well, let's get to the things you did do. Like, what what were your favorite memories from this trip? I know we already talked a little bit about your favorite ride. Right. Uh, one of your favorite rides, the Ratatouille ride. We can certainly talk touch base on that. Uh, again, for people who hadn't listened to the previous episodes. So one thing, now I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to rides. And that's why I, I think I enjoy Disney as a theme park. because I can handle everything with no troubles there. Mm -hmm. And so we go, my husband loves Space Mountain. So like, all right, let's go on Space Mountain. This will be cool. And Space Mountain in, um, in Paris is very different from Space Mountain in Orlando. I... <laughs> remember going on it and being like what is this it's more of a much more intense roller coaster so that was interesting um mm -hmm. i th then they had and i should i sh should have done my homework a little bit better i believe it was like an indiana jones roller coaster is that uh that could be i i don't know but that sounds uh, i know they do have one of those somewhere so it probably was there i'm gonna let's just pause for a second let me you, just well you can look at that i'll fill in some other facts so yeah the uh the Space Mountain that you mentioned, there it is the fastest Space Mountain out of all the Space Mountains at Disney Parks, and it is also the only one that goes upside down. Yes. So that, yeah, that loop really freaked me out. I was like, "What's going on here?" I'm expecting a nice little in the dark kind of mellow roller coaster. Okay, and it and then you had a big drop and you had a loop, and I was like, "Man, I am not in Orlando anymore." It was. Yeah, and you had no idea that's coming because you think it's no like idea. Orlando, and yeah. even I think you've been to Disneyland in LA, yeah. and that's also no nothing like that either. So no, and this was like Six Flags kind of shockingness. Yeah. <laughs> rides I went on there, and I was like a little blown away. Um, there's also the other one I was looking at was there's an Indiana Jones roller coaster in Disneyland Paris, and we gone on 
so after Space Mountain, I was kind of prepared to be freaked out. And Indiana Jones also freaked me out. It was a <laughs> fun roller coaster. So um, what did that have? Did it have the, like loops or a lot of hills? I don't it had loops, but like you're in a cart and it's very Indiana Jones. Like you're moving fast, you know, like it's. Is it supposed to be like in, what was that, the second movie where they're in the, 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 uh, the mines with the, the yeah. breakaway cart? Yeah, exactly. It's like you're just you're moving. It's a scary buckle up. And yeah. uh, and that was fun. Um, I also had which was fun. I believe they had like a 10,000 leagues under the sea. Oh. Hold on. Scott, you might have to edit a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I should have done. I, I meant to look all this stuff up. I just well, while you're looking at I'll, I'll share that. I'm very excited to hear about this, Andrew, because when I was a kid at the Disney World, they had a ride also called 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Uh, and it was one of my favorites and they they got rid of it after a yeah. few years. And no, so. no, same here. Cause I, as a kid, I also loved it. And okay, it's Les Mysteries du Nautilus. Okay. And it's an updated version. Okay. So, all right, Scott. So this might take you back to your, your childhood but it, they also had a um, like a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea type of ride and you walked through it and it was kind of very evocative of that ride that we used to go on when we were kids and um in disney in the u.s so that was really fun to kind of see yeah. that again but you walked through it you're not in the vehicle walked it. yeah oh, okay yeah. but i think it had the same kind of look the submarine the same kind of feel uh -huh. and a lot of fun so that was cool um the one thing that was missing from paris and maybe just because it was Christmas, is there were very few characters kind of walking around. Mm -hmm. And we saw um, the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland, and he had a British accent, and he was very funny, and so it was fun to see him. And then I don't think we saw any other like Mickey Mouse type of people, characters, you know, throughout the park. And once again, maybe it was just Christmas, maybe it's not a European thing. Huh. Well, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, uh, you know, trying to do some research, I had read at one website where they said that any one time there's only a single Mickey present in the entire park. But I don't think that's actually particular to Paris. I think they do that in all the parks. Right, right. That there's no, only one Mickey. Yeah. It seemed to be a whole lot of folks around. In, you know, my daughter was at that age where she really enjoyed meeting them and getting autographs and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting that. Um, just didn't see a whole lot, but maybe it was Christmas. They might be a little more unionized there. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, it's true. Europe does have uh, uh, better unions and, and laws, and they do like their holidays yeah. a lot. So. so, yeah, so you had the uh, the Nautilus ride. Uh, what else? Did you um, that, you know, they had the all the kind of standards. They had um, the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. They have, How was that like different from, different from the other haunted mansions that, that you went on? So I'm not a humongous haunted mansion fan, but it, it felt <gasps> very similar. I know, I know. <laughs> over here, it it felt like you know I don't I didn't pay enough attention on it to notice any small de details. But you know, same basic idea: you're riding in the cart. There's spooky voices. It's in French, um, mm -hmm. and so that was fun. And I remember like there was line cutting going on. That was very exciting because there, there was a line for the Haunted Mansion. Mm -hmm. And 
some folks were just kind of cutting through the line. Wow, really? Yeah. And, you know, you kind of saw them and it was very unusual to see that. They, there was a family and they just kind of would periodically move up in front of a couple of groups and keep moving till they got to the front. And uh, yeah, nobody caused a fuss, but it was, I was like, hey, what's up with that? Yeah, I'm surprised at that. Yeah, so that was kind of something to see. Um, very, yeah, because I feel like in Orlando, there would have been out outrage over this, but it was just yes. kind of, oh, maybe they're in a rush, all right, whatever. Yeah, I've never actually seen any cutting at Orlando. The only one I saw was one time where somebody tried to cut from the regular line into the fast pass line. And when they got up to the fast pass, because they, they forgot that they checked twice. They don't they check at the beginning, they check at the end of the yeah. line. And so those people got caught and they tried to like talk their way out of it. And they're like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, back in the line. Um, yeah, no, was, and nobody really batted an eye, which was interesting. Hmm. Must be a European thing. How was the service there? Like Disney is known for their service, and yet uh Europe and particularly France is known for being uh, a little. A little less uh, service oriented. Yeah, say. they were they were a lot more hands off. Mm -hmm. So I, I remember, you know, it um, it kind of felt like almost anything goes there. You can do you in Paris Disney, and you're not going to get hassled too much. You need to cut the line, go for it. And <laughs> we were watching one of the parades. You know, the parades get crowded, and my daughter, she's short, and um, there was like a little railing. And so we just kind of boosted her up and we had her standing on like the railing to watch the parade. And I was thinking like, gee, if we were in Orlando, this would have been ended very, very quickly. Yep. Nobody seemed to care. <laughs> like, <laughs> the were walking by, was, she's fine. She's a kid standing up watching the parade. So in that way, it was a kind of fun in that you could kind of do what you wanted more so than um, that it maybe other parks in the U.S. of A. Mm -hmm. So that was something. Um, food there, I don't, we're not huge like restaurant folks in Disney. So we, I think mm -hmm. we just grabbed like food, you know, hamburgers or hot dogs or whatever. And yeah. uh, that wasn't too exciting of a, of a meal. I don't remember anything too wild with that. So, yeah, so it, you know, I would say it was very fun. And I think, um, you know, I think it's definitely, if you're a Disney fan or you're in Paris and you have kids and they're tired of museums, it's definitely worth the day trip out there. Mm -hmm. Now, how long did, like, how long did you spend out there? You went in the morning, got to, oh, yeah. to get there. Yeah, and we shut it down. We you stayed till the very end of the park. Yeah, we stayed to the very end. We were going to leave a little earlier, but we were waiting in line to go on Ratatouille because I hadn't experienced that and I kept breaking down and my daughter looked at me with her big eyes and was like, I wanna do it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so pretty much everything had shut down except for Ratatouille and we stayed until we were able to go on it. And as I mentioned in another episode, it was absolutely fabulous and highly recommend it. Very, very, very fun, exhilarating ride. Yeah, excellent. Uh, yeah, one of the highly rated rides and it's coming to Epcot and uh, Orlando. Yes, it is. So you did the full day. Like, how are the the lines and the crowds? It sounds like you got to do pretty much everything in one day, pretty much that you wanted to oh, do. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, we're like intense. Like that, we don't stop. We go and you know, we're not going to sit for a two hour lunch. So if you have that mindset, you can do it. And it wasn't you know you hear 
kind of horror stories about Disney in the U.S. being jam-packed Christmas week. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know, maybe because it's colder and folks have other things to do and, you know, it really, it wasn't, wasn't empty, but I don't think we probably waited any more than half an hour, 45 minutes for anything. So it was, you know, felt very comfortable kind of, of a, of a crowd situation. Nice. Yeah, that, that, to me, that makes a huge difference for enjoying the park. Like if it's not too crowded, you know, it just it's so much more enjoyable and you're not like pushing past people and you're worrying about long lines and trying to plan everything. If you can just kind of take your time and hit up almost all the rides and not well, have to. And, you know, what's funny when we were in Paris, you know, of course you got to go to the Louvre and of course mm-hmm. you're going to go see Mona Lisa and uh, Mona Lisa, the crowd at Mona Lisa would have put any Disney crowd to shame. <laughs> it was so packed. And I'd, I'd been to Paris before and I'd seen the Mona Lisa. So I was like, I'm going to wait out here because it was just jam packed. And, you know, my husband and my daughter went in and they, they took a while, but they got up front. And if you ask her, what's the worst experience she's ever had in a museum? That's she was, it. In Mona Lisa, she was so traumatizing. <laughs> That's an example where like Louvre, Disney crowd, Paris Disney, not so bad. <laughs> so it was wild. <laughs> That's great. That sounds like you had a great trip. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, no complaints. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Well, you're welcome. Uh, we have a few minutes. I think this is, uh, you know, compared to our other episodes. So I wanted to do a little thing. Last week we talked about my trip to Disney World during the pandemic. And I had meant at that time, but we went a little long anyways, to talk about how you can enjoy Disney World at home, basically, uh, in a pandemic without leaving your house. And uh, so I know you're not quite as big a Disney nerd as I am. So I need like a yearly fix. I, I have to go like once a year. And with the pandemic, is like uh, five or six months into the pandemic, it's like, I'm not probably going to get back to Disney World for a while. What can I do to get my my Disney fix? And so, as you know, and everybody knows, you can go to the Disney shop online and, and buy things. Of course, that's one thing to do. And they do have a park section if you want to get specifically park-oriented stuff. Uh, one thing to kind of brighten my mood that I got, Andrew, was for my office desk, which is, you know, you have like name uh, yep. plaques that you can put on your desk. So this one kind of had an uplifting message, which is, that's nice. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Yeah, it's very colorful. And you see that in the morning, it kind of lightens your mood a little bit. So that's and it's only a few bucks. So there are some cheap things. I mean, Disney is known for being expensive for everything, but they're actually you can get some cheap little things to kind of brighten uh, your mood. And then I had this one thing that I did, and you're gonna laugh at this, Andrea. And even me being in Disney, I'd laugh at this. So I have a friend that I grew up with, and his family went to Disney every year since it opened. And I was always very jealous because I didn't get, I had to wait like seven years before I went. And there was always telling me about Disney World or whatever. So he's really into it. He reads all the blogs, he listens to it. And one time I was visiting him because he now lives in Chicago and his wife was like, oh yeah, he even listens to the music, you know, while, right. while at work. And I said, oh, you mean like from the, from the movies or whatever? And he said, no, I actually like the ride music. Okay, that's a little extreme. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, that's kind of strange. And so I had my new office and I was really kind of restless and having trouble focusing. And I remember he said he also listens like on YouTube, they'll have music from the parks. And so I actually played, found a playlist and I started playing it. And it was really very relaxing and kind of took you to that happy place of being in the park. And it's particularly music from Main Street. And, you know, I thought it was really weird initially, but it makes sense because, you know, in Disney, they spend a lot of time 
creating this atmosphere. Right. And everywhere you go, there's it's not just visual, there's sound and there's smells as well. Like you mentioned, your favorite, the best ride that you thought was the Avatar ride. Right. And that has exactly all those elements in there. There's smells, there's, uh, you know, sights, and of course, even feelings, right? There's you get splashed with some water and some other right. stuff. Um, and they do that all throughout the park, like Main Street. There's this great music, and I'm going to play a little bit of it for a second. But they also have the smells from like the bakery and other stuff piped in specifically yeah. to give you that feeling and obviously to make you hungry and buy some stuff. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> so, sorry. I think this is a lie. And I think you're just listening to it's a small world on a loop for eight hours a day, aren't you? No, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, that song I, drives me nuts, that song. So, <laughs> I'm going to play a little snippet and we'll see how it, if it comes out right. here very well. I might have to over, overlay it in editing, but this is a Disneyland Main Street music loop, which is. Hey, get your toes tapping, and it's all music like that. It's all I, early. I feel, like, I feel like you know, a serial killer is going to come in and get me at any second hearing that music, <laughs> but it's all right. No, I think that's totally fun, and I think you're right. And I think that's you know, kind of the genius of Disney is that I've probably heard that music a million times, or not a million times, but every time I've gone there, just have never processed never it. Never notice it, yeah. But hearing it makes me feel like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm walking down Main Street, and there's the little shops, and exactly. yeah, totally cool. Totally yeah, and, and for people at home, if you want to try that, I recommend that. But you can also, I haven't done this, but I thought about doing it. You can also go online and buy candles that have okay. scents from different places in Disney World. So you can buy the, the bakery candle. Let me get this. And there's a couple of different companies okay. that, do, that Wait, do this. Can you get like a Dole Whip candle? Because I could get down You can. That. Yes, oh. Andrew, you can get a Dole Whip candle. Um, you can get... Uh, also for you, so this is what I was going to say. If we want to try the candle thing, yep. like I was going to get like the ban the uh, the bakery candle, but they have a banshee flight candle. Okay. Would Would you right. use a banshee flight candle if I got you a banshee flight candle? <laughs> what would that smell like? I don't know. I imagine it's the smells of the ride. You know how that has that. It kind of has that nature smell. It smells yeah. kind of like you're in a wow. forest. That is insane. Um, or would you rather have a Dole Whip? Should I get you the pineapple? I I don't. I might have to go on and just get myself an assortment of these because now yeah, go check it out. There's there's all sorts of there's a haunted mansion candle. There's all sorts of candles from different companies. There's like three different companies that make them too. Right, I'm gonna check this out because that's interesting. Because you know one thing we did do at home over the summer is we made Dole whips. Oh, you did. We did yeah. We got well, that's a great way to get your Disney fix. How did how did you find did you find that online or yeah yeah we found it online somewhere and you know with um. With COVID, I've just been doing kind of weekly trips. So we had to kind of wait for my weekly grocery store trip and I got all the ingredients. It was not quite a Dole Whip, but it was fun trying to put it together. Mm -hmm. And that was a good time. Um, I think, you know, one thing I would love to make is uh, those crazy Gaston, um, the beer, nuts, like what Le Fou Brew, the, the um, not the gray stuff. No, 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 no. In Gaston's pub, you can get the, that drink it's kind of like a marshmallowy apple cider oh yeah yeah yep. yeah, yeah. It's, like big, it's not beer but it's and i mm -hmm. remember going into that shop and the um a, a dad in front of me a couple of kids and he ordered a little fruit brew i believe that's what it's called and the the kid working at the the stand said just so you know there's no alcohol in this because i can just imagine he probably <laughs> gives 20 
times a day from angry dads being like, wait, this isn't beer. This is apple juice and marshmallow. What are you doing? So, yeah. So it's interesting. I forgot about this on your Disneyland uh, Paris trip. So um, you went fairly recently. So there's alcohol in the park. So before Disneyland Paris, uh, they did Disney didn't have alcohol in the parks, except for Epcot. Epcot was the only place that had alcohol. And Disneyland Paris was the first Disneyland, like Magic Kingdom type place where they had uh, alcohol. And they didn't have it initially. And they realized very quickly from their audience <laughs> that they had to have had to have wine yeah. in the park. Yeah. Well, it is Paris, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. And they have gradually since then kind of opened up the alcohol. So you can get alcohol now in the Magic Kingdom in limited spots. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, thank you for sharing your Disneyland Paris. And uh, and also we had a little fun here talking about how to do Disney at home a little bit during this pandemic. And I am intrigued by these candles. So this is. As soon as yeah, we'll have to order some and report back on yes. one of these episodes as to what we think of them. Maybe we'll buy a few and test them out. <laughs> Maybe we can like have somebody smell them and see if they can figure out what does. Oh, blindfolded. Like? Have them. Yeah. Have them guess. Yeah. Yeah, excellent fun. excellent idea yes so, all, all right. right well that's something for our, our audience to look forward to <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that's it for this episode so we'll see you real see you soon, real soon. <laughs>